Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard Edition of D1T in 5 for Monday, October 24th. Let's jump into today's top stories. Sportico's Michael McCann provides analysis on the House case class action NIL push against the NCAA, starting with a keynote that the case is currently before U.S. District of Northern California Judge Claudia Wilkin, who oversaw the O'Bannon and Alston cases. From the brief, in essence, after arguing for years that NIL compensation would be the death knell of college sports, defendants have now embraced NIL compensation, but only insofar as it is paid for by third parties and not out of their own pocketbooks. These third-party deals do not come close to restoring to college athletes the full value of their nils. The brief also proposes for classes, the injunctive relief class which encompasses all D1 student-athletes who competed or will compete from June 15, 2020, to the date of judgment in the case, and three damages classes consisting of football-slash-men's basketball, women's basketball, and an additional sports class. While there's no guarantee Wilkin will certify the classes as such, McKen points out that if she certifies classes that are in the ballpark of those proposed by the players, the ramifications would prove enormous. It would mean the NCAA and its member schools face a lawsuit that could conceivably claw back billions of dollars and redistribute that money to current and former athletes. Headlining attorney Mitt Winter also weighs in on the filing, I don't see how the NCAA can avoid paying a huge damages number for this part of the case. The antitrust liability issue is pretty clear, based on the O'Bannon and Alston precedent, the NCAA was violating the law by preventing athletes from entering NIL deals with third parties. And when you consider the value of NIL deals entered into during year one of NIL and then multiply it by four, representing the statute of limitations and then by three for antitrust damages, you're talking billions of dollars. The bigger problem for the NCAA and conferences is the part of the House case arguing that the NCAA rule, which prohibits schools from paying athletes broadcast revenue through NIL agreements violates antitrust law. A finding that this rule violates antitrust law would open up broadcast revenue sharing to athletes. Sharing broadcast revenue with football and basketball players would fundamentally alter the economic model that Power 5-D1 college athletics programs operate under. I think a finding against the NCAA on this issue would be the ruling that finally results in the creation of a new college athletics model. Will the NCAA slash college athletics leaders be proactive and come up with a new model before that point? The Big Ten will keep its current divisional structure for 2023 before reconfiguring in 2024 when USC and UCLA join, according to the athletics Scott Docterman, who reports there had been discussions about moving to a single division format next season. However, maintaining the current East-West structure allows the league's new partners to showcase two postseason races, maintain key rivalries and air its most attractive games. Under a non-divisional format, even with protected rivalries, a high-profile matchup like Michigan-Penn State might not take place. The New York Post's Andrew Marchand games out what is likely to happen with the Pac-12 and Big 12 TV deals and believes that, when it's all said and done, I think the Big 12 will end up on ESPN and Fox Sports, and the Pac-12 will be on ESPN and Amazon Prime Video. I believe they will receive similar contracts. The Big 12 has been aiming for $400 million per year, but I'm not sure they will get there. They are in the $350 million to $360 million range, with ESPN paying a much greater share than Fox because ESPN will have more and superior games if a deal happens. 
Meanwhile, Marchand contends the Pac-12 likely will seek a financial premium from digital player Amazon to try to match the Big 12's haul, but notes the league should be cautious not to repeat the exposure problems that have occurred with its Pac-12 network disaster. Further, Marchand reports, Fox Sports has interest in the Pac-12, but between the bad blood stemming from Fox's alleged involvement in USC and UCLA moving to the Big Ten, and Fox not being as aggressive in bidding, I think the Pac-12 and Fox may be done with each other long term. The Big 12, he observes, could gain more leverage by waiting for the exclusive windows with ESPN and Fox to close, but there is a strong feeling the Big 12 wants to do a deal now and remain with ESPN and Fox. Six Star Pro Nutrition today issued a statement regarding its NIL deal with Alabama wide receiver Jermaine Burton. The athlete in question was compensated for a short-term promotion which ended in September, successfully performing the duties asked of him. This NIL deal has come and gone, as it was centered around getting players to log offline during the hashtag BamRush social media phenomenon. Not every NIL deal, despite the fact Jimbo Fisher has failed to buy a national championship with them, is a blank check with an open timeline. That shouldn't cause anyone's head to explode. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard Edition of D1T in 5 for Monday, October 24th. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.